0: earshot creative review hello welcome i'm steve martin and this is the very first edition of the earshot creative review you're in on the first and you're in good company as we have two seasoned and award-winning radio production pros with us james stodd from pure tonic and freelance writer and producer dan snaith hello
1: hello hi there
0: yep we're all here and dan has brought along some imaging earshot creative review
2: A meeting of minds. Now, that doesn't really say what it is, does it? Uh, Okay, right. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Earshot Creative Review. Mulling over the musings of some mighty men. It's a bit black of goes forth, that one. (laughs) Right, here we go. Earshot Creative Review. Looking at the aural side of life. Mmm, bit twee. Making creative advances at each other. Oh, no. Combining the collective unconscious of radio's elite. A bit pretentious, that one. Uh, okay, I got it. Assessing others' work and telling them how they should have done it in the first place. Bit demoralising. Maybe we should just put our heads together, come up with a strap line. Um, or does it even need one? Probably not.
0: Discuss. Yes, discuss indeed, you enjoyed making that didn't you Dan uh
2: yeah, well, I've not been able to make something quite as sarcastic as that for quite a long time, so when you gave me a blank brief um and said, sort of can you sort of capture the essence of it?" um I thought strap line' probably the way to go, and uh, couldn't think of one, so it was more sort of a my work in progress for everyone to see
0: well you ended up with discuss and discuss is kind of how the earshot creative review works so this is the format every every month a bunch of leading practitioners in radio promotions and imaging gather around some coffee or some beer to play and explain and review and critique and occasionally apologize for their latest creative work we play our stuff and then discuss it a simple format now you can join in too and i'll explain how to do that ...at the end. And I think Dan's right. We could do with a strap line. So we do have a small competition for you to help us choose one. Best strap wins... ...a a strap. It's a nice designer strap that you could use as an attractive accessory, a convenient fixture for a bicycle or a bag. But in the end it is a strap. But it could be yours. Just come up with a halfway decent strap line for the Earshot Creative Review and email earshot at smartin.me That's earshot at smartin.me Best strap line wins. (laughs) earshot creative review james stodd you've worked in just about every corner of the industry haven't you
1: probably yeah and hid away in various studios as well uh i think i first met you uh i don't know when 1997 1998 when i was at bbc southern counties uh, oh, yeah. working working for a year there as a, as a trails producer and working on doing everything that you do at bbc local radio actually and then all over the place, really. From from there on in
0: and now you're at Pure Tonic just for people who don't know what and who is Pure Tonic uh,
1: Pure Tonic Media a, uh, big, well, a big production company with a small number of people actually we're based in London uh, set up uh, by Steve Pigott who used to be the uh, uh, head of production at Kiss uh, in London and um, a team of six of us working on, on everything from production and imaging for Kiss uh, we do a ton of work uh, uh, running the production vault uh, production service uh, in partnership with Real World uh, and also we do uh, well, lots of other projects, we do Radio Beds a website creating uh, music beds for, for radio stations and uh, promotions and uh, also a lot of work for uh, the BBC as well, uh, BBC Cross Trails uh, being one of our big ones and some other things in the pipeline as well
0: That's another department I used to run <laughs> Now, Dan, you're working as a freelance. How tough is it out there at the moment?
2: Um, it's relatively tough, um, but not impossible. Um, I mean, most of my work is coming from the BBC, which is... Um, well, because the commercial world is a lot more tougher these days, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, But um, the, the occasional sort of thing are coming from... I mean, Absolute, I did a bit of work for them recently. Um, but, yeah, pretty much all of them from the BBC, Radio 1, 6 Music, BBC Cross Trails,
0: as well. And how open do you find these individual radio stations to an outsider who perhaps doesn't live and breathe the brand every day?
2: Uh, pretty open on the most part. I don't know if James has agreed with me that um, In the BBC, I mean, as, as, soon as, they know, as soon as someone sort of trusts you and um, knows that you sort of know the brand, I mean, I mean, it just takes, you know, one or two trails or a couple of idents, I suppose, for people to go, oh, OK, he
0: gets it. Um, and then they sort of let you in, I suppose. Well, you brought some audio for us to uh, review today. Uh, what is it?
2: It's uh,
0: a campaign that ran across
2: TV um, and radio on the BBC. Um, So uh, I was doing the group, what what they call Group 1... Trails in uh, BBC Radio Cross Trails, uh, which means the sort of more youth brands, the Radio 1, Radio 2 and 5 Live and 1 Extra. The Newsbeat one is to showcase uh, the variety that Newsbeat brings um, and the 60 Seconds Trail, which is along the same themes to highlight... um, how you can well sixty seconds is all about you know getting quite a lot of information into a short amount of time. So it's you know it's all about you know if you need that if you need just a bit of information because you've got quite a busy life then this is the sort of this is the show for you. Um, but they were produced in a sort of strange uh, way because we wanted um, genuine reactions from. Um, listeners and viewers of these programmes um, but we sort of didn't want to do it on the street because it, it, it would sound quite chaotic under a bed because it needed to be high energy because it was on a youth network because um, these are just for Radio 1 actually these trails that we're going to hear so we sort of put together some focus groups and and basically didn't tell them what it was all about um, so we could get those sort of genuine reactions and hopefully we did but I mean it was, it was quite hard, cause there was quite a lot of compliance issues with that as well if someone didn't like something and then you put them on saying that they did like something then that would be breaching compliance, so um, it was quite a challenge and took quite a lot of time
0: Was it a case of, I want to hear this in your own words but keep it on message
2: but, but, Well yes, basically, um, that's the long and short of it, yeah but um, it was just a long process really <laughs> What matters to me is what's happening in the forces. Drugs, or it could be sex, or it could be something that's going on in the Middle East. Sports. What's going on with the players? Music. Jobs. Money. As a Glastonburyite, I always want to know about the lineups. Eating disorders. Tax Taxing the economy. It doesn't really bother me that much, but I kind of want to know about it. I love a scandal. <laughs> For people in search of the perfect mix, did you know that there was a really big pumpkin? Newsbeat on BBC Radio 1. BBC News for
0: you. And tell me about the music, Dan, because there's clearly a bit of uh, a nod to David Lowe's famous BBC News theme in there.
2: Um, yeah, well, it, it was quite, the, the music was a bit of an issue as well because we couldn't use anything commercial because we weren't pointing to a specific um, time slot. So when you do that, you can't use a commercial track because it's it's not covered under the BBC's... Blanket agreement with the record companies, so we had to find some library music which was upbeat, um, didn't get boring after 30 seconds, and also went with the news theme because w- we needed that in there to give it that extra sort of relevance to news. Because it was a you know a blanket promotion across all the news programs on the BBC. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. So Newsnight was under there as well, which um, <laughs> uh, went out on Radio Three and Four. Mm-hmm. So it had to have that sort of blanket. Um, ...consistency across all the different programmes... ...and all the brands and all the platforms that they, that this promotion ran on.
0: And how did you achieve that?
2: Um, well, it, you know, it, it, obviously something that's going on Radio 1... ...is going to be completely different to something that's going on um, Radio 4... ...and obviously the audiences are different... ...so Newsnight wasn't promoted on Radio 1... ...because obviously the audience would be less interested in that... ...than they would be 60 Seconds on BBC 3... ...which is the next trail we're going to hear... Um, but it, the news theme was the sort of thing that sort of brought it together, um, I think, across all, all the trails. Always on the go. Whether it's schoolwork, whether it's social life, whether it's family life. Sometimes you just want to know what's going on. But you need to know the essentials. We don't want any of the frilly stuff around the edges, we just want to know the main stories. Our generation was instant gratification. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a very impatient person. People to see, places to go. Don't want to beat around the bush. Busy, busy, busy. For people who just want the facts
1: fast, <laughs> before you can, like, finish your cover. Boom, done.
2: 60 seconds on BBC Three. BBC News for you.
0: You can really feel the, the sense of that being a cohesive campaign.
2: Yeah, totally. Um because TV as well um, the strap line was the same for Newsbeat and 60 Seconds so what they did they they sort of went about it a different way but um, for those who want the perfect mix was the same
0: what's your reaction James to Dan's work
1: I think they're really upbeat. I remember hearing uh, them on air, particularly the uh, the newsbeat one, probably in situ on Radio 1, and it, it did have a very uh, sort of uh, upbeat, edgy edgy feel to it and, and also, you know, did feel very newsy. It certainly I uh, sort of noticed the end, end part of having that sort of news feel. Um, what, what, I, what I'd be interested to know, actually, you know, having sort of heard of how you do it, is how when you uh, had this sort of so-called focus group where you got people in, how you actually sort of went about wading through that and how much material you had to sort of go through
2: uh, well that was led by it was a research company um, which we employed so they sourced the talent I suppose we could call them it was sort of done into sort of three hour sessions and we did two everyone went in twos and they were always friends who went in together which I think
0: helped so, so did it work as a genuine research session as well as a voiceover session
2: I think it did actually yeah I mean um, the, these people were all obviously targeted towards the towards the program and um, they they were aware they had to be aware of the programs as well because I think that would sort of breach compliance if they if mm. they sort of either weren't aware of it or didn't like the programmes. Cause some people didn't like them you know mm. they were sort of brought in and said oh, I don't really like newsbeat on radio 1 so you know you've got all these responses from them and then you know if you sort of put them on a trail that I don't think that would be particularly fair to them
0: well, that's a great tip, isn't it? If you're going to, on your radio station, run a research session, why not record it and get some material for air as well? It could really liven up the sound and drive the, the authenticity of your, your imaging. Thank you, Dan, very much. We'll come back to you. This is the Earshot Creative Review. It's Dan Snaith and James Stodd. I'm Steve Martin. And some strap lines are coming in already. Just great songs. <laughs> and world news, 24 hours a day. No, it's not really there yet, is it? Let's just try one more. Great music, good company. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> if you can do better, earshot at smartin.me is our email address. James Stodd's brought some audio. What have you got? This is uh,
1: it's completely different in feel, I guess, uh, but also uh, also came out of uh, one of the projects I've done uh, for the BBC Cross Trails team, and it's, it's probably worth explaining a bit um, uh, what Cross Trails do because the, the, the variety of things. They uh, sit within radio marketing. Um, but uh, the, the brief is uh, a lot of the time to uh, help promote uh, TV programs on the radio networks, but also sort of brand marketing as well, Um, so um, this particular campaign was part of a uh, a year-long campaign really for Radio 3 um, which you may well have seen on the television, there was uh, various executions it was called Step Into Our World uh, and the TV adverts were various situations where People were in one place One of them was a, a railway station One of them was a park So it, it, they weren't particularly stressful But they were just different places And it was to sort of give the idea That you, know, you could step step out of that situation And escape into the Radio 3 world and the, It's quite the, a visual idea it, it, was a, it was a very visual idea And uh, it usually took people uh, from this location There was a sort of red spot on the floor And when they s- stepped into it They heard classical music And when they stepped out It disappeared again And they sort of got lost in this world So it was a very visual idea and it was uh, the challenge really to to try and make that work as a as a radio execution and uh, this it ran maybe in I think the five different versions uh, for various uh, composers and they had a number of composers of the year um, this particular one was actually the um, the final one we did so it had sort of Sort of evolved, I think the first incarnation was merely going from suggestion of a place through sound effects blending into music, and then uh, the second one we actually had some uh, someone almost as their inner voice speaking some words that they were thinking as they were walking through the situation and this This final one um, was the same sort of thing, but be, be, instead of being at a railway station or a uh, uh, or in a sort of park. This one was actually an office environment, uh, to, and the, the character on the TV advert was coming out of work. Obviously, looked a little bit sort of frazzled, a bit stressed, and it was sort of escaping into music. Uh, so, so this one was very much trying to. To echo that, the creative idea for this uh, moved the, the, the sort of montage of collage of sounds a little further. I was talking to one of the, uh, the, the creatives at an agency about it, and he sort of threw this random idea of, well, if, you, if, if, if it's quite repetitive, maybe this, this guy's got a quite a repetitive sort of routine. Um, he, he was reminded of the uh, Pink Floyd track, Money, which has a rhythm built of cash sounds and various things like that. He said, "If you can do something like that, maybe that could be the sort of basis of how you did it." So actually, it's it's quite subtle in its way, but it's a lot of repeating sounds in the very beginning bit, which sort of build up to a crescendo, and then the man gets sort of lost in the music. So this the first one is the uh, the Radio Four version. Step into our world.
2: A celebration of Purcell's music continues all weekend
1: over on BBC Radio 3. The sort of difference, actually, with the the Radio 2 version was pretty much identical, except that it did have this sort of inner voice um, character that we sort of had throughout the the campaign as it ran through the year. Um, and, And this time, instead of just being sort of fairly sort of random words that were associated with the situation... There were four words that repeated on top of themselves, almost building again to a crescendo.
0: Planning. Meeting. Rushing. Ringing. Planning. Meeting. Rushing. Ringing. Planning. Meeting. Rushing.
2: Ringing. Escape. Step into our world. Celebration of Purcell's music
0: continues all weekend over on BBC Radio 3. A little bit more hand-holding going on there with the copy.
1: Absolutely, and I, I think it was... And also that sort of escape thing was very much a case of, you know, this is what it is, it's and, it, and it's it's just just the feeling of, you know, trying to take from one place to another, you know. in, a, in a, And, to, you know, to be honest, you've got 30 seconds, and you, ha- you have to, a lot of the time... Um, Imagine the context of where these are running as well, um, I guess the same with the the uh, ones that Dan had on on Radio One. They would have gone between a couple of songs you know the the Radio four version in the today today program isn 't coming between two songs. it may be off the back of an item about um, Afghanistan uh, sort of bridging into the news at the top of the hour, and so actually it would have had a very slight setup by mm. the presenter talking almost into the trail, which you wouldn 't here on commercial radio you wouldn't talk about the trade it just happens whereas uh, for the Radio 2 one it needed to be able to sit between a couple of pieces of music or come at the end of one of Wogan's links into something else, and so uh, it, it's, it's a little more handholding probably on Radio Two than on Radio Four because it was set up by a presenter as well. And also, I think it, a sort of subtle thing was the, uh, the the male voice at the end of all of these um, Radio Three trials was um, uh, the chap who presents the breakfast show on Radio Three, you know, and actually is a is it's a. A guy called Rob Cowan. He's a real character, you know. so He's a quite sort of sort of the earth, sort of London boy, you know. And I, I wouldn't have imagined him to be the sort of voice you'd hear on Radio Three. So it was specifically, you know, he's he's the voice of that campaign, and you know, he's probably not the perception necessarily people would have of what Radio Three would sound like as well.
0: But an existing Radio Three listener would recognise that voice and recognise, presumably, that this is a campaign that comes therefore from the heart of the radio station.
1: Definitely, most definitely, that's part of it. Was
2: there a lot of deliberation about what sounds you could use, or was it a blank page? Because I can imagine it would be easier if it was a blank page of that. Yeah,
1: it was uh, actually for for the previous ones, when it was a station and um, various things like that, it was, it was easier to do because there was a more a wider range, whereas mm. actually with, a, with an office... I mean, a couple of the comments I remember having back was that 's not like a real office because most offices are very quiet, or they have the radio on and whatever so, and you know actually some of the sounds in the, i mean there was a lift and that was part of the rhythm and a photocopier which you 'd hear occasionally and, and what sort of phone to have and things like that so it was those sort of decisions but, uh, and actually, you know printers they don 't make any noise anymore, although there was a dot matrix printer in there, it was a little more it 's an old office maybe, but it was, actually you had to sort of consider those things as well, so it was more about the the feeling and the rhythm.
0: We're with James Stodd and Dan Snaith. I'm Steve Martin and this is the Earshot Creative Review. We're in search of a strap line for this creative review. Oh look, a few more have come in. Radio for an old friend. Not sure about that one. Oh, here's one. Just great news. 24 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> Earshot Creative Review. Now we don't just play stuff we've made on the Earshot Creative Review, we play stuff we've heard. So this is an ad from Wessex FM. Are you familiar with that station, either of you?
2: I know of it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever listened to it, but I I I I certainly know
1: of
0: it. it. Number one in Dorset, I think. Well, I took the family down to uh, Devon for a few days over New Year, and driving back through Dorset, we heard this on the radio. (laughs)
2: Fine. Ain't nobody does it better, fresh and tasty every time. That's why we got a mm-hmm. Daniel's Fish and Chips.
1: Tasty, tasty. In Weymouth and
0: Portland. Daniel's Fish and Chips.co.uk.
1: Daniel's Fish and Chips. Tasty, tasty.
0: Leanna Lewis there. Now, I'm bringing this one in because immediately my four-year-old daughter was captivated. She was singing this days later. (laughs) Not the height of creativity, you might think, but I I bet it shifts a load of cod. Now, you both both work in commercial radio as well as at the BBC. Uh, Dan, is catchy in fashion?
2: I don't think it is too much anymore, is it? I don't know... I mean, I actually quite like that. I think that's the first sort of jingle that I've heard that's ever had a groove in it. It actually had a bass line. Usually they're just sort of, like, quite gratuitous, but I
1: actually quite like that. Daniel it's Shame. making me hungry. Daniel's Fish and Chips. Yeah, yeah. So It reminds me of something years ago when I was at Red Dragon with a great uh, commercial uh, producer and writer called Dave Couch. He's a Kiwi, and he had a couple of really sort of... Actually, very short campaigns for actually probably advertisers with no budget whatsoever. And one was a fish and chip shop. And I think the guy used to run one advert a day at uh, in the advert break between, at 12 o'clock or whatever. And I think it was a load of people in the studio singing five star, fish bar, five star, fish bar, five star, fish bar, five star, fish bar. And that's it. It's a 10 second advert. And it was on all the time. And everyone was singing. It was really annoying. Annoying is bad but good actually that's probably annoying but in a better way as dan says you know i think simplicity probably does work in some ways you know and if it particularly if it's targeted at the right, right time
0: i'm intrigued i'd like to know more about this so if you if you work at wessex fm or if you work at the agency that produced that or maybe you've been to daniel's fish and chips on a friday night if you can find out more about that we'd love to get to the bottom of it would you like to hear my daughter singing along to it
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Definitely. Daniel's Fish and Chips. Wow. Tasty, tasty! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that must be the the ultimate aim for a radio station, actually. You know, when they always used to say, you know, the, the, sort of, the um, sign of success is if your listeners are singing your jingles. And that's, you know, probably after a few listens, you know, kids just pick up on these things. I mean, my little boy... Loves Thomas the Tank Engine DVDs at the moment and he just all the time, you know, five in the morning he'll wake up and start singing the Thomas the Tank Engine song, you know, so you know, kids pick up on these things and I suppose listeners do too in, <laughs> in some way, good or bad.
2: I think I'd actually quite like to see some research on whether it does work or not because I've never actually... Just, just through circum, just, just through timing. I think I've never actually worked anywhere that's any c- ever commissioned song jingles. Apart from Galaxy, actually, which, but, but they were sort of they were acapellas that we would lay over the top of actual tracks. I think radio stations using sung jingles as their imaging, I think, can be a lot more annoying. A because it plays more, yeah, and it's the identity for the station as well. So y- your identity for the station is annoying, which I've always struggled with. With radio imaging but i think for adverts if it's something like a fish and chips i think it can be quite charming
0: well in the next uh, earshot creative review we're going to have uh, from wise buddha jingles and image production yeah. we're going to have russ williams here so i can put some of those points to him uh, that's in february's edition um for now let me just ask you briefly anything else you've heard on the radio in the last month that uh, you think is notable and worthy of inclusion dan
2: um, there were some of Vale trails made by Radio One for their seventy year um, anniversary. I don't know if anyone else heard them. Um, I, just, I thought they were brilliant. I thought they were uh, they, they were just completely different from what the station usually do. Obviously within its within its parameters and having a sort of old boy voiceover on there, I thought it was a really good idea. And I just thought they sounded really good. Um, yeah, I think Matt Fisher and the guys there are doing a good job
1: actually I heard something today um uh, and I I'm not sure whether it's it may well have come out of the cross trails guys or whatever but it was for this breakout um East E20 uh which is an online um sort of version of East East which is online only and it's I think it centers around three or four new characters who don't actually appear in the main one but uh sort of spin-off from it And i that was it? Well, yes I heard that today on Radio 1 I thought it just sort of stood out Uh, uh, That
2: was actually I just made those That was just a production thing But um, all the um, prep and um, writing And the idea came from I think it was Debbie Dillon Who works at
0: Crossrail So yeah, I just had to put them together In a Radio 1 style And I've got just one brief thing to mention from BBC Radio Manchester. As the poor weather swept across uh, the north-west, Radio Manchester switched its travel bulletin to what they called the Snow Patrol, which I (laughs) thought was just a lovely little trick. And uh, John and the guys there really care about the way their radio station sounds, and they seldom miss an opportunity, a modernising opportunity, to key into a contemporary uh, cultural reference like that. So good stuff, guys. Earshot Creative Review. We're looking for a strapline for the Earshot Creative Review. Could this be the one? Just Songs.
1: That's, that's an iPod, isn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> if you can do better, earshot at smartin.me Next time, we'll be with two station promo producers from the BBC. Luke Doran from Radio 7 and Kerry McCarthy from BBC Radio 3. Not many jingles to make there, you'd think. And as I say, Russ Williams from Verder will be here. He'll be talking about imaging the new Chris Evans breakfast show. That's all in the February edition of the Earshot Creative Review. And if you work in radio promotions and imaging and you'd like to join us for a future creative review or indeed if you work with a brilliant imaging and promos person who's just a bit too shy and meek and introverted to call us themselves you know who that is well do get in touch earshot smartin.me is the email address or just leave a comment on the post thanks again to james stodd of pure tonic and to dan snaith who also provided the imaging for this edition. We're off to Daniel's for some fish and chips. Tasty tasty. I'm Steve Martin. Thanks for being within Earshot. See you next time. Bye bye. Thanks, bye. Earshot Creative Review.
2: That's why we go to Daniel's Fish and Chips, Tasty Tasty. <laughs> I quite like it. I
1: do, yeah. Daniel.